What do Princess Diana, George Costanza of Seinfeld, and Rochelle all have in common? They're all Enneagram type sixes. But my husband says I'm a 10. <laughs> <laughs> and what do Kat Von D, Stevie Nicks, and April all have in common? They are all Enneagram type fours. That's right. Welcome to Brave Your Heart Out. Today we're discussing the Enneagram. So, my celebrity BFF is Jennifer Lawrence. Yes! Okay, so... I love her. Have you ever seen her in interviews? Yes. Have you ever watched her interviews? That is why I feel like she and I would be, like, really great friends. <laughs> because, okay, the, my most favorite interview of hers is when she won her first um, Oscar. And so she tripped on her dress when she went up. I remember right? this. Bless her heart. Okay, yes. so afterwards, they take her into the back room... Or I say that. I don't know if it's a back room. It's not like I've ever been there. <laughs> but it sounds like there's a room full of reporters in there asking her questions, right? She walks in. She's holding her award really close to her chest. And she's looking around because she's confused because she's never been there before. Or mm -hmm. it's just she's nervous. So they start off by asking questions. And one of the questions they ask her is, how did you prepare for, like, this moment mm -hmm. and then she <laughs> proceeds to talk about well I mean I got up and I ate breakfast <laughs> and, then, and then she says something about taking a shower and then she put on the dress and it fit thank god everybody's cracking up and she's so kind of clueless at that time because this was so new for mm -hmm. her but what I love about her is she is so stinking real yes she does not she's not pretentious like at all yeah I like her. and so I just love Jennifer and I'm just saying J-Law if we could ever hang out that would be so much fun however I would probably be very boring to her because she oh. is quite a bit younger than me <laughs> and I don't think that I can handle the late nights like she can but she's amazing She's hilarious. I know. I like her a lot. I do too. Okay, so mine, any celebrity I could hang out with? Mm -hmm. um, Amy Poehler. Oh, yes. <laughs> totally Amy Poehler. <laughs> and if not Amy Poehler, then Leslie Note from Press and Rec. <laughs> Good choice. Because I feel like, well, I could talk about Leslie forever, but Amy Poehler, man, she's amazing. Like, strong woman and knows what she wants and, yeah, like, taking sure. on Hollywood, and I just love it. I think she's amazing. I love, you know what I love about her? I love her smile when she's being snarky. She's just real. And it's funny because the two of them are in their own identities. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to be me, and this is, yeah. it's like, they don't have to like me if they don't want to, but I'm, I'm good at what I do, and I know that. And so the confidence that comes behind that, yeah, I love it. I do, too. They're awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Call me up, Amy. <laughs> we can just hang out. Oh, Even if you want to just pretend to be Leslie for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that might make her feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> She'll get over it, right? She's, right. She's a strong woman. <laughs> so, we're talking about the Enneagram today. Yeah. The Enneagram is like a personality or temperament profile. There are nine types I have loved personality studies for a long time, especially like Myers-Briggs. I was way into that for a long oh. time. Like the four letters. So many can, letters. You can't remember the letters, I right? I can't remember them. Oh, no. INFP here. Like I know lots mm. about INFP, but 
when our friend Emily introduced me to the Enneagram, I actually love it way more because it's much more holistic. Like, I feel like the MBTI is more like what you are and the Enneagram is more why you do it, how to grow into that. So yeah. I like it a lot more. To let it apply. So what type are you, Rochelle? I am a six. Woohoo! I am the loyalist. And it makes me feel really good at first when I saw the title and then I saw some of the issues. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> the title of it says the committed security-oriented type. It says engaging, responsible, thank you very much, but it also says anxious and suspicious, <laughs> which is very, very true. I can see that. Oh, yes. Something else that it mentions being loyal and committed to relationships, systems, and beliefs, fighting for and defending them more than they will defend themselves. So I will fight much harder for other people and uh, belief systems than I will even for myself. Mm. However, <laughs> that's not because I'm an amazing human. That is because ultimately I'm afraid of losing support and security. Oh. So unfortunately, that's kind of how that works. My basic desire is to have security and support. And so I work really, really hard at maintaining that mm -hmm. in my life. So something about uh, that I thought was interesting also about type sixes is it says that they're excellent troubleshooters. And that is so true. Most of my friends who have ever worked with me on projects or anything, they all call me the hole poker because I will go around and find anything that could possibly go wrong mm, so that yeah. we can expose it and we can fix it beforehand. But some people don't appreciate that process. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They think I'm just being negative. I'm like, I'm not trying to be negative, people. I'm trying to help prevent a disaster. <laughs> that's, that's, we're literally saving our lives. I am. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not always appreciated. But, but that's how I I think a lot. It even says that on there that I think and I worry a lot. Now, most of it is that I have a lack of confidence in my own mind and my own mm -hmm. judgments. I tend to need a committee of people around me where I will bounce ideas off of like all the time, even down to, I don't know where I want to eat. Where do you want to eat? It just depends on what everybody else wants, kind mm -hmm. of, unless I really do have an opinion. Most of the time, I'm going to go to other people to help with guidance. Because for validation. I for validation. And so over the years, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I'm an out loud processor for mm -hmm. a lot of reasons. It has definitely been difficult for me to not confide in a bazillion people about the same issue. Right. So you're a type six. I am a type four so type fours, like the description on the Enneagram Institute <laughs> is really depressing. It says expressive and dramatic and self-absorbed and temperamental. <laughs> <laughs> fours are generally like the most misunderstood of all the types by other people and ourselves. We don't know what's going on inside of ourselves. <laughs> What am I feeling? I don't know. The, the emotions are so strong all the time. <laughs> so the basic desire of a type four is to find myself and my significance or my identity. And so we do that because we desire authenticity and we want to be our truest selves all the time. So like anything that feels fake, just you might as well just kill me now because I don't want to do anything that's fake or not right. real. So um, 
we tend to be sensitive and emotionally honest sometimes to a fault like sometimes i will share my emotions too much like verbal vomit of my emotions uh, because yeah. i just have to process it all and how am i going to process it all if i can't tell you about it right, right? <laughs> uh, i feel like a strength of fours is that we're really comfortable with hard places like, I'm really comfortable with suffering. I'm really comfortable with dysfunction. I'm comfortable. And I don't mean that, like, that I would tolerate it, but that that I can handle it. Yeah. I'm empathetic enough to be yeah. able to come alongside someone in their suffering and not be overwhelmed by it. That is so true. Because I remember coming to you a while back over a situation that I needed to just have you be that person for me because mm -hmm. I am doing much better without having, I don't have to have my whole committee all the time. Yeah. So I am realizing I can concentrate that into one or two people. Mm -hmm. I still get that safety. Yeah. I get the validation that I need, but I, I remember sitting there with you and thinking that because it was a very emotional thing for right. me. Yeah. And the way that you handled it was so beautiful because you were incredibly present, but you weren't taking it on. Mm. which I think is very healthy and it's exactly what I needed because I didn't really need you to like bash the situation right. that I felt like I was being hurt by. Um, I needed an objective perspective, but from someone who's caring and mm -hmm. it not just be suck it up or chill. <laughs> Cause I don't do well with suck it up. You know, I've never been able to do very well with that, but well, thank you. I'm so glad you, that was, yeah. And it was, and it, and it helped me actually move forward mm -hmm. in that scenario because I wasn't caught up as much in the drama of it mm -hmm. because you didn't take it on. Yeah. So, and that has been such a growth process because even back in the early spring, I went through a season where I felt like I felt all the emotions at such an intense level like mm -hmm. of everyone around me. And so that's a that's a weakness of fours that we tend to introject. So we take other people's emotions into ourselves and assume it's ours. You know, uh -huh. so like, oh, my mm -hmm. friend's depressed. Oh, my gosh, I'm depressed. You know, uh, well, no, yeah. I'm not depressed. They're depressed. And so being able to separate out, not that you were depressed then, <laughs> but being sure. able to separate yeah. out and see right. myself as... Like that's their emotion and that's been a real growth process for me over the last several months mm -hmm. to get to the point where I can be empathetic and not be overcome by it. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that fours and you mentioned the self-absorption because yes. I feel like that's me. I have a tendency to almost make everything about me. Mm -hmm. So like when I have a conversation with somebody it's not even that I, like what you said, like take on their stuff. I don't do that. I'm processing whether or not I am causing a problem oh. for them mm -hmm. or... Does that come from being the whole poker? Oh, maybe. Like trying to problem solve the... Oh, yeah, am I, probably. Am I the problem? Probably. Yeah. Like trying to make sure that I get out of the way of it. And again, my security issue. I want to yeah. make sure that I'm maintaining security with that person. Mm -hmm. So I tend to process while they're talking about an issue, like to see if I have contributed any issues yeah. to it, any problems to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. The self-absorption thing I struggle with because I think like if I'm in a conversation with someone and I'm trying to be empathetic, so I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and feel like what they're feeling mm -hmm. and how can I help walk them through whatever it is, then I worry that, well, if I share like, well, I experienced something like this that I'm 
that I'm being self-absorbed. That you're making it about yourself. Yeah, that I'm making it about me yeah. when I really I need to just stop talking and let them <sighs> process through what they're dealing with, right, you know? sure. I never, ever, ever worry about making that completely about myself. I always do. I always <laughs> do. I always say... Oh, well, I feel this way. And here's why. But I don't do it to put the spotlight on myself. Right. I do it because I want to empathize with them even more. I do that for that reason. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I know exactly what you're talking about, so I get you. So you're not being offensive toward me. You're not being... Like, that's where my empathy goes so far that I want to make them feel better. Oh, yeah. But I want the answer, though. That's the thing. I want to fix it for them. Yeah. So being a troubleshooter is great in a lot of ways, except I can't fix other people's problems. Right. I have to learn oh, so how hard. to... I have to learn how to listen like that. Yeah. And and not always assume that I carry the key to an answer for them mm-hmm. just because I can empathize with them. Right. But again, I think a lot of my stuff with that is the fact that I want that security of friendship. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that I'm there for them and I want to continue to feel like they're there for me. Yeah. So. Interestingly, though, fours, like, I can be intensely empathetic, deeply empathetic, mm-hmm. and yet the common thread for fours is that we always feel like we're on the outside looking in. Like, we always feel like we don't belong. Hmm. Everybody else has something and we're missing it. Oh, so, like, yeah. when I applied to seminary, I honestly assumed I would not get in because people who apply to seminary have some thing that some I don't th- that yeah. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. obviously I don't have it. And so then when I got in, I was shocked. You know, like, oh, wow. Well, yeah. Hmm. Well, then that, I wonder if that seminary is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't know very much about who they let in. <laughs> Who's in charge of admitting? Because somebody... Because yeah. <laughs> clearly, y'all missed something. Oh you let God. somebody through the cracks that shouldn't have been let in. Why do we beat ourselves up like this, too? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. So, my... One of my, you know, basic fear is, is you know, losing that security and losing... Yeah. And, and where that is rooted in, for me, is feeling like I'm not enough. Oh, so that's a hard one. It is, because I... I don't trust my inner thought processes. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm a good judge of what's safe and what's not or what. And you can't, you add that to just the natural tendency of a six to be the troubleshooter, to look for the problems. Right. So yeah. I'm assuming most of the time that something's about to fall apart and that I am probably the reason because I didn't do something oh, to man. be enough. I feel That's like I'm not bringing enough to the table in order to mm-hmm. help maintain it. And I have to maintain it because I have to have security. But it might oh. fall apart. And it probably will. And it's probably my fault. <laughs> that <laughs> is like a death constant. spiral. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of anxiety. That's something that I don't like about yeah. myself. But it's been very cool through the Enneagram system to be able to learn Oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. This isn't abnormal. This is actually very common. I was talking to our friend Emily the other day about this, and I said one of the things that I struggle with the most is that fours generally feel like we're just broken, like we're inherently broken. We are missing something that everybody else has. There's some deep broken place in us that cannot be fixed. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the biggest project in my life. Mm-hmm. Other people are not projects, but I am the biggest project. <laughs> so it can look like I'm really interested in growth and development and all this stuff, but it can take on a very unhealthy place where I'm like constantly looking for what's wrong that needs to be fixed because I can't do whatever I'm supposed to do until I'm fixed. 
mm-hmm. you know, so I'm constantly looking for the mythical done place. Yeah. Where, like, okay, I'm going to get to this point. As soon as this is fixed. Right. As soon right. as I get over this. As soon right. as I identify that lie and get the truth in there, then I can mm-hmm. do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's impossible. It's, it's the doom loop. That I'll never be. It's exhausting. It is. Too. And it is. when we focus that much on those lies that we have to be something that we're not. Yeah. Then we are not giving the right amount of energy into the other things in our lives. Mm-hmm. So like I find myself a lot of the times thinking, well, my gosh, if I would just quit focusing on how messed up I might be as a wife Maybe I'll actually listen to my husband tell me how great he thinks I really am. Mm. Why don't I accept that? And that's something even I mentioned in the last episode had something to do with the fact that my husband keeps telling me over and over again, and yet I choose to not listen to it for some reason. Yeah. So I think the Enneagram has helped me a lot to recognize that those are areas that I struggle in. Those mm-hmm. are thought processes that, that I do maybe naturally step into. Yeah. So what I can do is, is recognize them and learn how to navigate them a little bit better yeah. and use them for my benefit. Yes. That's the key, I think, is using it for our benefit to say, I am an excellent troubleshooter. I always called myself a seeker. Like, I want to find the back of the earring. Like, I want to find that back, that earring back so bad because I just want to put it back together. I want to fix it. I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, realizing that my empathy is a strength and not a weakness. Right. That I don't have to be overwhelmed by emotion. I can just process through it and let it go has been hugely helpful in my relationships. And recognizing that I see the world through the lens of relationship has helped because then I know. Because I used to say, well, I'm just not ambitious. I'm not an ambitious person. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about climbing the ladder in corporate America. I don't care about going to grad school because I'm just not ambitious. But when I started seeing it, well, it's not that I'm not ambitious. It's that I see everything through the lens of relationship. So Mm -hmm. I want to know how is this going to actually benefit the people in my life because I care so deeply about them because I'm deeply empathetic. You know? Right. So recognizing that connection helped me kind of let go of that well I'm not ambitious no I am ambitious I just want to do it for the right reasons because I want to be authentic all the time (laughs) so the Enneagram like it's been so interesting to me to help me understand myself and how I think but it helps me understand the people around me and because I love relationships and that's my lens then that's really important to me so like the people that I work with I like knowing their numbers and being able to say like okay I know that you're three I know that you're seven I know that you're six I know you're five. This mm-hmm. is how I need to interact with you better so we can have a better relationship. But then seeing how God is using that to make me more Christ-like, mm-hmm. how he shows me, you know, that my deepest need is to be authentic and to be seen and heard, but to know that ultimately that has to come from him and not the people around me. Right. That I can't put that responsibility and that pressure on the people around me mm-hmm. to always see me authentically. Because he sees me authentically. Yeah, and I agree because I feel the same way about my number. Teaching me that my security is not in the things of this world. It's in his truth and his voice mm-hmm. to call me into these things. And yeah. so that's where it does it. It, it definitely strengthens my faith. We're going to link this article in the show notes, but I wanted to read this quote from it. It says, the Enneagram makes sanctification specific by giving us a roadmap to where we most need God's healing. So I have found 
that by studying the Enneagram, like it shows me exactly where my weakness is Mm -hmm. and where I most need God to come and breathe truth. I am inclined to build an idol out of other people's perception of me. And he's tearing down the idols. Like he's saying, nope, that's not where your affirmation comes from. You need to know that I see you, that I hear you, that I love you, that I see who you really are. And you don't need that from other people because I've already given that to you. So, yeah, that's really good, too, because that's not even a focus just on your type four. That is for every type. That's mm-hmm. for everyone to be able to remember and to realize that and that that, yeah, that our security is not mm-hmm. resting in the acceptance of other people. Right. That's why the committee thing for me has shrunk, because I have been able to realize that it isn't a bad thing for me to process out loud with somebody right. because I think that is a good, healthy mm-hmm. thing for us to do. But I also don't have to have everyone's approval. Right. And that's yeah. the thing that um, it has taught me mm-hmm. by, by, by highlighting the fact that that's my inclination. Mm-hmm. Then I can be prepared a little bit more when I am faced with something that I know I'm supposed to step into and I don't really see all the pieces coming together. Yeah. Um, because God, a lot of the times does not highlight the entire street for you. He'll just right. highlight the first step or two. Uh, yes. And sometimes it's just the step that you're on mm-hmm. and that's the only one you see. And he just wants you to stand there for a little bit longer because he's preparing other things in front mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And so I have to remind myself of that. And the Enneagram has really helped me do that mm-hmm. to put my trust and my faith in God where it belongs Yes, and not in the security of other people and my surroundings and circumstances coming together every time. Yeah. The way I think they should. <laughs> it's hard to let go of that one. I know. And then he always, it's so funny, isn't it? How sometimes he even calls you to just step into a place that looks dark because he knows what's really there and you mm-hmm. don't. And don't you think not sometimes, like, when he's leading us into new places, I think he's not, <laughs> at least in my life, I feel like he's not showing me the whole picture. Because if he showed me the whole picture, I'd probably be like, no. yeah, no. Exactly. No, not going to do that. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. Like, I just think back in November, like, when our pastor asked me to speak in February, mm-hmm. if I had any idea, any inkling of an idea of where that might go, I most definitely would have stuck with my original answer, which was, heck no, (laughs) absolutely not. That's not my thing. I don't do that. That's, you know, that's not authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, God's doing some really cool things. Like we're doing this. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, funny. I don't think he shows me everything because I rely on it too much. Oh, he wants me to rely on his voice more. So, I mean, I want to know that it's going to lead to something solid and bigger and stronger mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I want to see the end result. Can I just see that? Because that would be great. <laughs> but I think he doesn't show it to me because he needs me to mm-hmm. to just, I can't, I can't say, but look at how great it's going to be. So, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. We're opposite and so much alike. I know, it's weird. Because in it. this case, we're definitely opposite, where mm-hmm. I think he doesn't show me because I would get overwhelmed and think, uh, I can't, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I'm missing something to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm too broken to be able to do the that whole, like, thing. disqualifying yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I disqualify myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, that's what I do. Yeah. So. <laughs>
And he doesn't show it to me because I want him to. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well then I'm qualified. If he shows me that I'm going to do it, I'm, oh yeah, then I obviously can. Which is why we keep coming back to this thing that we have to do it clumsy. We right. just have to keep doing it afraid. Just right. take a step even if you stumble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, trust happens, the process. Which happens a lot, and I'm glad we edit. Yes. Thank <laughs> God for editing software. A lot of this is not ending up with you guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap this up today, we just want to encourage you to read up on the Enneagram, take the test, but more importantly, let God use it to help you grow because he will, he will show those things in your hearts that need to be healed so that you can step into um, everything that he has for you. So we're going to link some of our favorite resources in the show notes. Check that out. Find us on Facebook and Instagram so that you can join the conversation and tell us what type you are. And don't beat yourself up if you have to take the test like five different times because that's what I did. Because I, I wanted so badly to be a type that I wanted. So it's not always a good idea to read the descriptions first. Because yeah. if you read the descriptions first, you think you know what you want to be. Yeah. But ultimately, when you're answering those questions, it has to be of what you really are. Mm -hmm. The things you really think. Um, there's, a, there's definitely one specific question I have in my head. I'm not going to say what it is. But when I read it, I did not want to answer yes. I did not because I thought, oh, man, if I say yes to that, that makes me sound like a jerk. But I had to be real about mm -hmm. it. So I answered yes. And yeah. I don't think I did the first time or two I took it. And so I just you just have to be OK with the fact that you may get different numbers. And if you're the per the type of person that has to have a committee and you have to take it like four, five, six different times, you're probably a six. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that was honestly how my husband said to me, he's like, I'm pretty sure that you are a six because you've taken it so many times because you don't trust your own ability to take the test, yep. honestly. <laughs> yep. And I heard, so I, I was pretty certain I was a four from the beginning, but um, I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago and they were talking about the need for fours to be unique and authentic. Yeah. The authentic part, yes, absolutely. But the need to be unique. All fours need to be unique. And I was like, yeah, that's not really me. I'm probably not a four. Or I'm just not like other fours. <laughs> You're more unique than other fours. <laughs> and then somebody asked me the other day, like, who do you, who else do you know that's a four? And I was like, I don't know any other. I don't know Like, any other I'm fours. the only one. What are you talking about? <laughs> There can be another four. If Jennifer Lawrence took the Enneagram, I'm very curious at what her type would be. I mean, I don't know about Amy Poehler, but I think Leslie Nope would totally be an Enneagram three. The achiever, <laughs> to-do list, accomplishing things. Thank you all so much for joining us. We always have a great time together, and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Brave Your Heart Out. Don't forget to subscribe because we are releasing new episodes every week. That's right, and our goal here is to always encourage you to be real, be seen, and be heard. 